Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 219. This show is brought to you by Yoast SEO, where you can unlock really cool extra tools and features for the SEO of your clients for their Woo shop. And MindSize, the perfect place to send your clients for maintenance and optimization of the Woo shop you built for them. I'll tell you more about our two pod friends later in the show, but let's get started with Jonathan and Robert as they share their experiences from CloudFest this year, what they saw and heard around WordPress and WooCommerce, and their recommendations for developers and other builders who want to attend or should attend CloudFest. Robert, how are you? Great. Nice to uh, chat with you again, Jonathan. It's, what, been only a couple of weeks, I guess. And uh, in, our, in our last time together, we shared the, physical, uh, f- the same physical time zone and space for a while, and that was over at CloudFest. That was my first CloudFest, but you've been to a few, right? Uh, two. This was actually my second. So the first ah. one was back in 2018, missed 2019, and then it was virtual for the last two years, uh, which I did go to those as well. But CloudFest is something that you really need to be there to experience it. Man, what an experience. So uh, there's there's a lot though, that uh, we want to talk about today. Um, I want to unpack the CloudFest experience for folks and how about we start off, though, with uh, just a broad description of what CloudFest is. So you've been more than I have. How would you describe CloudFest to someone who's never been, especially you know, from your position in the hosting space? Sure. And, uh, and mentioning hosting is key because it used to be World Hosting Days and very focused on the hosting industry from down to like pieces, parts, refrigeration, battery, you know, like really hardcore, very hardware-driven show, uh, and then started expanding into all the software services that hosting companies are getting into and utilizing everything from virtualization to... And then the cloud part uh, came, I think, 2018. I think that was the actual first CloudFest by name, uh, if I recall correctly. And really expanded into other software, you know, that's living out in the cloud, living out in the internet. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think 2019s, even though I wasn't there, I think they had a focus on artificial intelligence. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, I can't remember 2018 at this point, uh, what that, you know, what their sort of overall focus is, but it's a big event. This year had over 6,000 attendees, just for perspective. Because most, I imagine a lot of the folks listening been to WordCamps, you've been to you know, maybe some bigger events, but like this is a big event. And the venue, what do you, how do you, how do you think about the, what do you think of the venue? So for, for our audience, it's held at a theme park. So <laughs> it, it was pretty epic. <laughs> it's pretty epic in that, in that regard. Uh, the park is called Europa Park, it's in this tiny city two and a half hours west of Frankfurt. And it's it's genius because no one's going to do anything else. They're going to be talking to each other, networking, having dinner for the whole experience. I mean, it's not like you're going to run away somewhere because, well, you're isolated. Yes. Yeah. It, you're like, it's you're, you're focused on being there. And I was going to say, I like that two and a half hours from Frankfurt bit. In my situation, I flew into Munich. So it's like four and a half hours Northeast. Of Munich. Yeah. There's so many different ways. And people would come in from uh, uh, Zurich or um, 
uh, there was a couple other sort of more regional locations that uh, people would be coming in from, but uh, most of the international folk were coming in through Frankfurt. The logistics were quite well. Like once you got to the nearest train station, there was buses there for CloudFest, like picking people up. And there were signs on the train station, like like on the floor. It's like this way to CloudFest. So that's for CloudFest official, but there was a pre-CloudFest. Oh, oh. So tell us, so I didn't, so there was the hackathon this year. Maybe you want to tell us. Tell us about that's, that. the, that's what I'm talking, the pre-CloudFest. Yeah. So tell us about that. Uh, so I don't know. I think they've been doing it for 10 plus years in various incarnations, the sort of CloudFest hackathon or just hackathon uh, previously to that. They said that this was the officially the fifth edition of the CloudFest. Oh, hackathon. fifth. Okay. I, cu- I couldn't remember how many years it's, it's well, but to your credit, at this point, with COVID in between, it's like closer to 10 years. Oh, yeah. So. Good point. Yeah, because everything disappeared for two years, and I keep time warping that way. Yeah, so what was that like? It was awesome. It was one of the best hackathons I've ever been at, and that's not really to pump up CloudFest in any specific way. It was just done right, and a lot of energy. And maybe some of that is just people, developers wanted to hang out with each other again. I mean, this is one of the first big events uh, that afforded that opportunity. So they were, you know, just for the hackathon portion, you know, 90 to a hundred people were there, which really amazing. I mean, and everyone was really excited and, and knee deep into their projects. And there were uh, eight projects that were uh, being run out of that. Some really cool stuff. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And and of those projects, let's can you give us like just a, a broad over like what types of projects were people doing here? They you know they were some of them were all over the place. It was so interesting. So there were uh, I would say about half or more focused on open source and even more specifically WordPress. Going through the list, there was WordPress in the indie web. There was Bento in WordPress, securing WordPress with uh, WPCLI. Uh, building performance testing with WordPress core. Um, so those are oh, spam protection with WordPress. I mean, so that's like six of them, five or six of them are just WordPress. And then you had uh, Joomla and the uh, trust, trusted update framework. So another open source project. So that was really, really cool. And everyone was really knee deep into them. Then there was a GPG keys distribution project. Ah, like a security, a security. Correct. Thing. And then uh, there was another one that was running. I'm trying to remember what it was. Something around crypto, and I can't remember exactly <laughs> what that entailed. And and there was like a like a whole contest, right? Like there was the, you know, the hackathon itself, and then there was a, a judging. And on, on top of just the actual work getting done, uh, yes, there was a, a core group of judges. I was actually one of them, um, as well as let me see if I can find that list of all the judges. Who were all the judges now? Uh, there was Carol Olinger from XWP. Who else? Uh, I'm going to miss some people and that's very bad. Where's that list of judges? Uh, Lindsay from post status, Lindsay from post status, uh, Elaine uh, Schlesinger. Who else? I'm I'm missing like two other ones and someone's going to yell at me uh, when they hear this. Well, so let's, let's jump to the juicy part though. Didn't a Joomla project win? Your boy, Way to unbury the lead. So there were three, three winners. Stinker. <laughs> so uh, th- there were three categories that were being judged. 
Yep. Uh, one was like, what was the most efficient team? So we'd walk around see how all the teams were working together. What, you know, uh, were they really getting stuff done? Were they taking on a, a uniquely challenging uh, aspect to their project? So that was, uh, that project was the performance testing environment for WordPress uh, Core. So they won the most uh, efficient team category uh, with team leads, uh, Jerome Villadon and Paul uh, Gilzo uh, from platform.sh. Then there was, this was an interesting category, uh, the most social media engagement. <laughs> and the, the winner we didn't even bother counting anyone else's social media engagement. It was so over the top crazy. And that was Joomla. And they did a great job of really uh, getting the Joomla community to, to get the word out. And it, it was magnitudes, you know, above anyone else. So there were, we weren't even looking at second and third place or anything. It was just like Joomla got this one. Nice. And then uh, an interesting one, which was the best presentation. So that was, you know, how clearly did the team present uh, to everyone at the hackathon and obviously the judges, you know, what they wanted to accomplish, how they accomplished it, uh, what was actually, you know, finalized and, you know, what was done. And, you know, full disclosure, the team lead from that was Alexander Sovkovich from Cloudways. And nice. Cloudways won for best presentation with securing WordPress with the WPCLI. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and what I like about the nature of those like categories, if you will, is that like it's clearly not the point of the hackathon, but yet it's because it's it's we're here to do some cool projects. But those are like a nice backdrop where it's like uh, something extra you can work towards. Like, how do we draw attention to it? How do we present what we've done? How do we work together effectively? And it was nice because you didn't have to be a super techie, yeah. To you know, it, it allowed for uh, folks who were not you know PHP rock stars or you know, whatever coding platform rock stars to uh, have heavy involvement and make a difference from those three categories, an overall winner was selected. And that's, that's the, that's the, you know, lead you busted. And uh, of those three Joomla won because, uh, you know, not only did they have great engagement, but they tackled uh, an interesting problem that has a lot of future applications as well. And, Open source, which uh, I'm an open source guy, so I really wanted to focus on open source for anyone to be a winner in this. There, there, there's a little bit of love to uh, to Joomla for me anyway, but they, they really did a great job on it's fantastic setting up their mission, accomplishing it, and and actually making it extens- extendable to other platforms. So that was that was what was really cool. It wasn't just that they solved a Joomla problem; they solved a, a a trusted update, you know, framework problem that could be utilized by any other project. Well, and this is one of the things I, so let's talk about our impressions of CloudFest overall, because that right there is one of the things I love about this context. Because uh, it, it's it really, to me, it's it's about that broader open web, right? And that's the reality that we know, like those of us who like love open source, you know, this, this pot, we talk about Woo- WooCommerce primarily, right? But like WooCommerce is part of WordPress, which is the massive open source project. And we know those of us who've been in the space for a long time, it's like we all benefit from like the progress that other projects make. And it's not a competition between like WordPress and Drupal or Joomla, it's there's there's trade-offs of each as individual projects but in the grand scheme of things 
we want to see the open web winning and it requires diverse like open source projects and uh, i think this well exemplifies that yeah jula really nailed that one it, it was cool and i was very happy for that team and uh, you know not to forget about you know you mentioned woocommerce not to forget about but you know the stuff that was done with wpcli completely applicable to woocommerce the stuff that joomla did completely a- applicable to woocommerce performance testing environments completely applicable to woocommerce so even if it wasn't just a WooCommerce-specific project that anyone tackled, so much of the work will benefit WooCommerce uh, going forward. And again, to your open web point, I mean, that's exactly what you know we like to see. So impressions of the event. So for me, I- I've been to uh, a number of the bigger word camps, and I've been to like larger events, but I've definitely never been to something quite like CloudFest. And I-, I loved it for a lot of reasons. The venue was was great. It was interesting, like you said, like have this place where this is all that you're really doing. Um, but I think the thing that really stood out to me was like walking the exhibit hall and and seeing this convergence of like hardware and software all within this open web context. Like seeing Intel and AMD with booths and, and others, like there's hardware manufacturers there showing off like the latest processors and hard drives and the capabilities. And then like all the software around them, hosting companies, of course. And for me, it just, I had this distinct feeling of like, oh, this feels like home. Like in this sort of broader like open web context, it's like, wow, this, and then what was awesome is seeing all the WordPress references uh, throughout, like more and more people investing time and energy into WordPress, which makes a lot of sense. Like there's a strong alignment with, with the, the space, but I was really impressed. Um, it's a well done event. Uh, like WordCamps will always hold a special place in my heart. I love it. Part of what I love about WordCamps is the, how do I put this kindly? Like, like the less professionalism. Well, intimacy. <laughs> sure. Okay. There, there's a, there's a casual intimacy. I mean, every yes, you you generally know at least if you've gone to more than three, you know already ten percent of the people who are going to be at the next WordCamp. Well, and you know what it is too. It's the difference between um, like because WordCamps are led by volunteers, so you end up getting some really special experiences, and you get some that are kind of mediocre, and and you don't really know what you're going to get. CloudFest is like professionals. Yep. And, and, and to be clear, like when I said like, like there are many professionals who volunteer at WordCamp. So it's like, but you just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> and it's part of what I love. I mean, they finished on that Friday and I know that following Monday, they were already full steam ahead for CloudFest 2023. Yeah. Like it's, and, and I really enjoyed observing that, uh, because it helped bring, so all that's to say, if anyone is curious, uh, highly recommend going next year. <laughs> like it's like, that's, I'll start with that. Like it's something to experience. And there is a huge WordPress audience in Europe. So for a lot of folks, if you're not going to go out to WordCamp US, for example, definitely drive out to CloudFest. It's, you know, general admission is free. So th- those tickets are free. So that that's a no brainer. I mean, you pay for room and board, but that's, you know, about it. There, there are VIP tickets, frankly, uh, and I'll probably get yelled at by CloudFest. There are not many differences between cloud fe- uh, VIP and general admission. You know, the, the, the biggest difference is there's, there is a VIP room to kind of relax and chill out, but okay. It's a huge park. And I guess uh, almost routinely it's perfect weather. It's, uh, you know, 60s, 70s. So, you know, let's, for the broader audience, you know, it's around 20 Celsius uh, every day. And, it, you know, people are hanging out outside. 
Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. It's a fact. Yoast SEO works seamlessly with WooCommerce. And whether it's for yourself or your clients, Yoast unlocks extra tools, features, and SEO for some serious online selling and competition. The products will stand out in search results while you get the best practice SEO on the technical side. And to top that off, you are not alone. Their e-commerce SEO training is included with the purchase of Yoast SEO to help you and your clients learn how to get the most out of the features it includes. Just visit Yoast.com and boost up the discovery of you or your client's online shop. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales. But MindSize has you covered. Now what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Now, how did your experience compare? Because you've been twice. How did the 2018 compare to this year? Uh, 2022 was smaller. It was smaller, less dense. So the Expo Expo Hall, where, I mean, there are tons of hosting companies. So you have like Ionos, Internet X, uh, Hosting PL, uh, Cloudways, you know, and then CPanel and Plesk, you know, which helped run a whole bunch of hosting, you know, infrastructure anyway. Virtuoso. Virtuoso, um, KVM, uh, there was a bunch of uh, folks there. So, but in the past, it, that expo area is jam-packed. There are more, they they would typically fit in more uh, vendors or sponsors. And I mean, people are actually hanging out there. The problem with 2022 is a lot of COVID protocols. So they limited the amount of vendors that could uh, participate in the expo hall. And a lot of people just didn't want to be hanging out there walking around with their mask all day when, you know, they could hang out outside and still network and meet people and, or go to the uh, sessions. And so th- it was less traffic. Normally it's, it's like wall to wall, you know, think h- huge concert density, you know, everyone's rubbing shoulders and elbows. Uh, that was not the case. Uh, what did you think about the, the content itself? <laughs> or how much time did you spend with the talks? Oh boy, there, there was one I, I spent a lot of time with. I think it was something about WordPress panel. I don't know. We did a panel together with, um, along with uh, Chris Lubbert, Lubkurt, uh, I think it is. Sorry, Chris, and um, yep, <laughs> and our friend from Jean Baptiste from uh, WP Media, where we talked about um, the four of us, the, the value of the WordPress ecosystem. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was uh, I got to I got to moderate that. And we had a good, good sized crowd there and covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. I, I enjoyed that a lot. I love it when the biggest complaint is we wish we had time to ask questions. I know. Yeah. 
that's a great way to, you know, leave them wanting for more for uh, hopefully next year. Yep. And and there was more that we held back, like a lot we could have gone into, but it was, uh, it was a good one. And it was a good indicator of where folks, um, like some of the MCs were making reference in between of like, wow, there's a lot of WordPress this year. And um, like, yeah, yeah, there is like the, the and, and going to be a lot more. I got to do a talk on the main stage on offering an overview of the WordPress ecosystem. Yeah. Quite enjoyed that. And yeah, I, it was, uh, yeah, I, I just overall really enjoyed it. And now, now when you think about WooCommerce, like what's your sense of how often like you saw references or how, like how much was it on the mind of folks there? So that's an interesting observation. I know you didn't, uh, you didn't make a statement, but, but that question in and of itself is an interesting observation because there wasn't much specifically about WooCommerce. If, if things were touching WooCommerce, it was on the payment hosting in, in general or uh, security side. So when, when, when folks would talk about word something, woo something, it was really more about the overall uh, backbone of, of, of the infrastructure. So it, it it is still a more infrastructure driven conference than any kind of WordCamp for sure. I anticipate a lot more WordPress forward topics next year, and and, and specifically WooCommerce because it's interesting because you don't unless I missed it I didn't see Shopify or Big Commerce or any of those guys there. No, like, and why would they, right? Like, why would they exactly? Well, and Shopify specifically, big commerce is in a bit of a different category because they they much more like open web, like they more platform agnostic. But Shopify, why would they go? Like, it's it's very antithetical. It's like they do all of it, right? Well, they do, but there's still a, a developer ecosystem around those platforms. I think they're uh, being shorts not not that I want them to show up, but <laughs> but I think they're being short sighted in not taking advantage of a very diverse community at such an event. Yep, yeah, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. Well, so first, thinking about WooCommerce broadly, I think you're right. I think we will see a lot more WordPress. And what's interesting about WooCommerce is that, like at least in my mind, it's a, it's a it's um it presents unique challenges for hosting companies as well as unique opportunities. Right, I would say on average, WooCommerce customers are going to be more valuable to a hosting provider than like. There, there's also potentially more risks involved in them, but overall, like they they they're more reliant on a strong hosting relationship. And at least in my experience, having worked at Woo, like they're they're less price sensitive than your typical WordPress folks, so they're willing to pay a lot more for good service. So they present back when I was working at Woo, I noticed a lot more hosting companies reaching out and saying, "Hey." We're looking at doing Woo-specific offerings. How do we do this? How do we do that? And I think that's an indicator of what we expect to see a lot more of, where hosting companies will say, okay, so WordPress is no longer this thing that you can just throw like page caching at and be done with it. Uh, if you're doing WooCommerce, you have to deal with these things. You, you have to consider a lot more, right? And it's it's going to be, I think we're going to see more of that and more hosts looking like, oh, okay, there's a lot of opportunity here. How do we ride that uh, proverbial wave? And anyway, I'm excited to see it. Completely agree. I mean, I, I always think about the commoditization of hosting anyway. You know, I wake up every morning thinking, what do we do when peak performance, peak security, peak hosting is all metaphorically free and ubiquitous? You know, what is that thing? 
WordPress in and of itself is is already there. It, it is that same commodity because it, you know it's it's free in every single way and it's available everywhere. Um, it, it's like air. You know, I can breathe in WordPress, and there it is. So, but WooCommerce has made you know I want to say some challenges. It does absolutely, and that's great because that's where the opportunity lies. How does WooCommerce get more impressive, uh, more performant, more more valuable to folks? And because there is so much money happening in WooCommerce, that price sensitivity is is less of an issue because, yeah, I'm happy to pay 10 times as much for WooCommerce hosting or whatever we want to call it um, than WordPress because I'm making a thousand times more money. So, yeah, it makes sense to have the best performance, the best security, the, the, the best usability, the, you know, the, the, the best, uh, ecosystem for, you know, uh, a card abandonment and email funnels and, you know, all those things that make, uh, an e-commerce experience more successful for both sides of the, for the owner and the consumer. I was just thinking WooCommerce should definitely be there next year. Like they should, they should have like a booth because I, I think, um, WooCommerce and, and to give them like full credit, I think they recognize this. Uh, it is in their best interest to have strong relationships with the hosting ecosystem. Yes, right. Like and and to have clear like, hey, we want to like, what do you guys need? How do we help you succeed in this? Right. So yeah, this is yeah. Let's 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 hope to we see them out there next year. I mean, that's why WordPress is ubiquitous. It made smart decisions, and and let's just say Matt made smart decisions in the early years to get grounded with you know, some hosting companies and, you know, when you have DreamHost and Bluehost as, you know, your, you know, anchor hosting partners with hundreds of thousands, millions of, you know, users and sites, well, shoot. I mean, that, that needs to happen with WooCommerce as well. So one of the things I think about for the WooCommerce, like product creators going to CloudFest presents you with some pretty incredible opportunities to meet future partners Right, like to find, especially you, you might find a hosting company, for instance, that's experimenting with a new line or a specific offering, and I just the, just the networking alone, like that, because a lot of a lot of executives, a lot of decision makers make it out to CloudFest. And how, how did you feel about just the quality of the networking and the conversations that you were able to have? So that's the magic of CloudFest. That really is. There are so many C level folk from really important companies that are there and they're insanely accessible because you're going to run into them on the floor of the networking. A lot of them have meetings set up from nine till five. I know that experience well, but there's still, you know, times where you're just going to be jumping into a conversation, then realize, Oh, he's the CMO of such and such or the CEO of this and this. And it, it'll blow your mind who you're meeting and who you're talking to. Uh, you know, I had opportunity to meet up with the founder of Jelastic. That was great. And that was completely accidental and ad hoc. That was not planned. You know, an hour conversation later, just standing in front of the hotel, actually, waiting for a, <laughs> waiting for a, a, a car to take uh, us back to the airport. And, you know, that was crazy. That kind of bumping doesn't happen in virtual conferences. And, and in deference to most WordCamps, it's not going to happen at most WordCamps. It, it, it'll happen at U.S. or Europe uh, as the giant regional ones. But you're not necessarily going to be you know, rubbing shoulders 
with folks that can change the direction of, uh, of your business and your you know, professional career. Yeah. If someone, if you're in the WooCommerce space, like especially in the product space, uh, I, it's definitely worth going. Even if you don't have a specific agenda, I think there's a lot of things you can do to prepare, but yeah, it was fantastic. I'm excited about next year. I can't wait. It is, it is a fave. Well, and one of the things that I love about it too, it's like, especially if you've been in the WordPress space for a long time and haven't been to a lot of others, it's really good to get perspective. I know for me, I'm on the WordCamp US like organizing team this year helping on the sponsor front. And I'm like seeing what Cloudfest did on their sponsor game. It's like, okay, we still have our WordPress way of doing things. It's also great to get perspective and to get input from like, okay, what else is being done in other places? So, ah, it was excellent. Cloudfest is pretty funny. They'll they'll sell you anything. You can buy sponsorship. So because it's in a theme park to have your company on a reel in the monorail. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was so impressed. Like the signage everywhere as you went throughout, I'm like the logistics of setting this up, like you're walking, doing a little hall uh, under, under like the train on your way to the hotel. And it's like, I was, I was really impressed and, and well done. Like, like it wasn't, it was a lot, but I don't know, like for, at least for me, it's like it was, and it wasn't too much. Well, because it's such a big area, you don't feel overwhelmed. But they do. They have figured out how to monetize in, in so many different ways at a, a conference level. It's interesting. When I was at Perfect Dashboard back in, and that was uh, my first CloudFest in 2018, we had a booth, you know, the regular. But we wanted to do something that would stick out, so we actually sponsored a morning run. Mm, nice. And the best part about doing that wasn't that you know we had you know however many people join us for a little morning run. Because we did that, it was slotted in the agenda every day. And because it was, and because it was the first event, if you went to you know the agenda every day, the first thing you'd see was the perfect dashboard run every morning. So I mean, they're they're such they're and they're geniuses about being flexible on their end at CloudFest. So you know you could throw them an idea like, hey, we'd like to do this, and they're like, yeah, okay, we can do this. It, it was also quite interesting. So having you and I both, we've spoke at WordCamps and been a lot of other venues to see like the production values. Of like, okay, micing us up, uh, makeup, like the big, like the production crews, and I'm like, all right. And again, th- this is, I, it's, it's, in, it's just interesting to observe the difference between like, what you get with volunteers versus like the professionals, and they're not necessarily better than one or the other, right? But in this case, the CloudFest folks, I'm just, I was so impressed. Like they, they, they were on top of it. They seemed to really know what they were doing. And uh, I drew a lot of inspiration from it, man. Well, any other any other highlights for you? Anything else that you think we should touch on? You know, I, I will keep hammering that people should go to it. And I, I do think there'll be a, a stronger WordPress presence. I, we had Josepha speak at the end. Not live, unfortunately. But uh, uh, she, she, she gave a, a good stirring charge to the CloudFest community to, you know, look at how they're contributing to the WordPress community and, you know, getting involved for five for the future and all that. So that, that was really nice to see. Uh, I, I would hope that she or Matt could be there next year. Uh, I think that would uh, make a, a, an interesting and resounding statement about, you know, where WordPress sits in, in frankly, uh, core internet infrastructure again, because it runs so much. It's just, WordPress is now infrastructure, and you expect to have it. You may not want to use it. That's fine. But you can't go somewhere and not have that as an option. And hopefully over the next five years, WooCommerce becomes you know equivalent 
on that side of the universe. And I, I think it'll take about five years to really get that kind of traction because there are so many options and people are trying to build walled gardens around uh, e-commerce platforms. But I, I, I think WooCommerce can, can do that and have that same, same kind of penetration in the next five years. Let's see them there next year. And uh, well, that'll be fun. We can talk, we can do a, a recap next time and maybe pull someone from Woo uh, into it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was excellent. Recommend the same. What are they paying us for this? Like all the, like we're basically just, just um, I think I got a, I, I got a general admission ticket. Oh wait, Ooh, those were free. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I really do like it. It's one of my favorite conferences to be completely transparent. We'll see what you do this, this year with the U S but my favorite conferences so far have been CloudFest and uh, WordCamp Europe. Yep. Yeah, I've um, actually I really like WordCamp Europe as well. Um, I've I mean, US will be great. US is going to be kind of small this year. I know, which I'm not quite understanding why. Our our venue options were limited. That's it, what it ended up coming down to. So it's it's going to be it'll, it'll be great, but it's going to be small. So WordCamp Europe is the big one. Um, and then, uh, it, it looks like, um, WordCamp Asia is next year. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was really excited about going to that. It's going to be, I don't know if they have, do they secure a, a time yet? I know it's 2020. Yeah. I think it's in February. Perfect. All right. Jacoby. See you next time, Robert. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Hey everyone. Thanks again for tuning into today's show. I'd like to give another shout out to our two pod friends. Make sure you ensure both you or your client's products stand out and compete in the search results with Yoast SEO at Yoast.com. And Mindside.com will take care of a lot of those after-project worries for your clients with solid maintenance and optimization services. Always make sure to follow us on Twitter at DoTheWoo, on the site at DoTheWoo.io, or on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep on doing the woo.